How do you feel? Uh, I feel like I don't give a fuck. No more? No, absolutely no fucks to give, huh? No more fucks to give. You okay? Need a hug? I do, but, I mean, what are you going to do about it? Not give you a hug, that's for sure. Yeah. And it's not because I'm... 1800 miles away or 2900 kilometers no i get it nobody nobody wants to i understand it's the life i live i'm so ronery so ronery and sad yeah so we're trying to tell us graham that is what i'm trying to say um like trey parker and uh matt stone's interpretation of the late uh kim kim jong-il i so ronery that's so such a callback now. Like that movie was what two thousand like five two thousand six two thousand four nearly God twenty damn. years. It's oh we're coming up on nineteen years since. Fuck me, that's so long. Christmas. Uh, but I think you are going to be excited to hear that I am no longer smoking my reserve. No, no, sir. For no more, I went out. No more pink Kush. No more pink Kush. I have it. But what I went out and got instead for Halloween was some variety. Variety? Ooh, so you performed some tricks and got some treats? Yes. I uh, got myself some organic 11 roses, which is what I am grinding up right now. Hold on. Yes. Organic 11 roses. Yes. All right, I have two questions, two follow-ups. Yes. Go ahead. One... Why is it one short of a dozen? Like, why 11? That seems like a very odd number. Sure. Of roses. Like, you usually get a dozen roses, and you got so, 11. Corey, I feel like somebody familiar, stole a rose. Are you familiar with a baker's dozen? 13, yes. Yes, well, this is the stoner's dozen. Oh, because stoners can't like... count? They're so high, they forget. <laughs> I feel like you just got jipped out of a fucking, you know... Rows of weed. <laughs> but whatever. Whatever floats your boat, man. Whatever gets you there on that. Um, second question. Follow-up question. Go ahead. You called it organic. That's what it Is says. Is not all weed organic? That's what it says. I, I, I truly, truly believe you, my friend. I, I'm not questioning that. I'm just questioning it says it on the, bag. the, like... Ooh. I thought weed was organic. It's fuck. It's a fucking plant. Yep. Yeah, I. Uh, I let me tell you, as the son of uh, orchardists and people who grew up who, or who who worked in agriculture for over forty years, I never fucking understood what or what the fuck organic was. <laughs> <laughs> the like, whole point of the pesticides like... the whole point of the pesticides was to make sure that the that the the fruit didn't get fucking molested by by uh beetles and uh uh you know bacteria and shit here i'm thinking maybe you just have all natural grass-fed you know wagyu Apples. weed, weed. <laughs> yes all not all grass grass-fed weed our marijuana plants, our marijuana plants are served only the finest of sod. And soil. And soil. 
this Teg- this integrity weed integrity <laughs> weed yeah this <laughs> this is uh trey parker and matt stone's like shittiest commercial but it's free they can use it if they want integrity weed because you heard that they that's won't. a real thing now they're making it into a real thing oh i'm not surprised they they bought um casa bonita yeah, I heard about that. With their $900 million. Well, they didn't spend $900 million uh, to buy Casa Bonita, but they used their $900 million uh, to buy the, what remained of that uh, Casa Bonita, themed restaurant. And apparently they are... Uh, I just heard some interesting news about that. Apparently they uh, uh, have paid for all of their employees to go and get... Uh, uh, Spanish and English uh, classes so that they be, can be fluent in both. Oh, the, um, the people working well, when, at Casa Bonita? Yeah, servers, kitchen staff, busboys, everybody has been given has been uh, given paid classes and paid time to go to said classes in order to learn English and Spanish. And I think that that's fucking great. You know what that is? You know what they you know what that means? They care about their workers. Trey Parker and Max Stone, they have integrity. They have integrity. They got integrity. I also wanted to get close to my mic to see if it was working properly. Am I sounding proper? Tegrity. Yeah, you're Tegrity. Good. Tegrity. Get some of that Tegrity weed. Will you smoke your organic 11 roses and I'm going to drink my I, you know what? vodka I... tonic with a splash of crayon. Fucking will. I'm going to have like two or three of these and then a, a beer. Life will be so much better. Life will be so much better. Well, let me uh, do a little tasting here and tell you all about this Organic 11 Roses. Because this one, I had a little bit of it last <laughs> Still night. It's called Organic. And I uh, thought that this had one of the most amazing, delectable odors and tastes. The, the bouquet? Is it, yeah, does it bouquet. smell like roses? Mm. Oh, Yes. To grab it does. So you go ahead and take a big old hit of that bong while I introduce the show. And then you're going to tell us about the rest of the variety of treats that you got. So Graham's going in hot. He's got the lighter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions. I am your thoughts that are no longer sober due to the gloriousness of alcohol. I'm your Drunk Thoughts, Koi Rokes. And I am your high opinions, Graham. As he said that. Sorry, I talked over you on that one, Graham. Do that one more time. I, no, that's done. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Tell people who you are, though. I am Graham Stemniewski. I'm your high opinions. (laughs) So, As he said that, folks, the first time, he, like, let loose. The most glorious... And I lost his face for a couple of minutes amongst the smoke, and it was the best he's ever looked in decades. Wow. (laughs) Probably true, though. (laughs) We're all about... So, for those who don't know, Graham's Graham's getting high, but we don't keep him in high self-esteem, that's for sure. But, um... Yeah, I know, right? This show must be great (laughs) for your, like, self-worth. Just astounding, I'm sure. Oh, I feel so good after doing it. Right? (laughs) (laughs) That that's what she said. I feel so good after doing it. Like in that same tone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's always how how it goes. 
man. I've heard those uh, words too many times. Oh, that felt so good after doing it. Which is how I felt. That's mm-hmm. exactly how I felt when uh, I heard about, or when I when the Google Stadia fucking launched. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this this week. Have you heard about the oh, Google oh, Stadia? I am, uh, but I'm I'm not going to get over that 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 segue of what was that segue? I'm. <laughs> Hold I don't on. know. I forget, I forget <laughs> what you were saying. Uh, I drunk it away, like, but I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 that you, didn't you, work. Like, yes, but you know what? No, no, no. It, you, did, uh, it, it uh, didn't work so badly that it worked. It. I think what I think what it was is you were saying it leaves you in a pit of despair, and I was like, well, yeah. You know what also left me in a pit of despair? Fucking Google Stadia. You know what? You know what happened with Google Stadia? Have you heard about that? Have you heard about this? Have you seen about this? What have you, you have you heard about it? Do you know what's going uh, on? No, I know what Google Stadia is. It was Google's cloud-based video, uh, clouds, Google's first foray into video games by trying to do like cloud-based uh, gaming, and it is not good. From not good. That's correct, sir. Um, Hooray! There are some people. I have a friend uh, who are adamant believers in the program. Uh, it never. It never worked. It never did. Uh, uh, just like I defended season eight of Game of Thrones for far too long, and uh, uh, and how many people continue to see the prequels of Star Wars and the sequel trilogy as good. There's, you know, th- these people are stuck in Stockholm, so to speak. You know, they they they've got Stockholm syndrome. Um, um, I was like, that's um, a weird phrase, but thank you for saying <laughs> that. I'm like, hold up. So, you and your idioms. The thing about Stadia, it, like, you know that they you couldn't own the actual game. You know that, right? No, I, I know very little beyond what I just said. Yeah. Like, Basically, that is the extent you, of my knowledge. You paid. You paid for, uh, and to an extent, this is how digital pur- purchases work on uh all the most other platforms as well where it's like you don't technically own it you own the right to play it through this platform um but you don't Mm -hmm. technically own the game but most platforms are that's only like the tiniest little caveat for by and large you do own the game but stadia when it first came out it was a big big fiasco of you don't own these games and it's very likely that these games could vanish at any time. That you could pay a full market price of of sixty seventy dollars for a for a brand new game, and it could be removed uh, in a few months because the developer is having a feud with Google. Um, it wasn't. That's not something that happens on other platforms very easily. You know, Steam does that, but that's all. That only happens in very rare uh, occasions where where a developer abuses their own. Um, uh, power as a developer on Steam, and then Valve will step in and and take care of the problem. But that very ra- that only happens maybe once a year, <laughs> uh, to and it's usually like a tiny little studio with a few people who try to uh, uh, game the system, so to speak. So Stadia basically was just upfront like you could lose your games at any time. So I I never understood. I was like, why would you want that? And you can't even download the game. Like, I like the idea of, of streaming games to try them. Like, well, you know what I use streaming for with Game Pass? Yeah, we talked about this last week. 
yeah, I use the streaming streaming in order to test it. Like, oh shit, you know, I I'm gonna play like two hours of this game. It's not gonna be too bad. It'll have a few stutters here and there, but it saves the time of having to download the whole game and then see if I like it. Mm-hmm. Stream it a little bit, see how I like it. Then if I do like it, yeah, then I download it. But Stadia, if people just want it to be completely streamed, that that's not going to work anymore. It that for games, it's you're too hands on with it. For TV, they've they've figured that out for movies like netflix and stuff they figured it out but i don't know uh uh it's still it's still up in the air in terms of video i'd say it's still figuring itself out i don't think it couldn't work i think there is a business model that could work there feasibly but it is still very much in its early days and it still has a lot of tweaking i mean it, it took a while for like the companies like netflix and you know, yeah. it took a while for Amazon Prime and Hulu to kind of get off the ground and figure out the formula. So yeah. I, well, I think there is a way you could do gaming, but it just it's you course. can't copy and paste the same formula of, say, Netflix or Hulu, which is what it seemed like Stadia was kind of doing. Yeah, well, the thing is, though, the reason that Netflix Maybe. works um, is because it is a subscription only based platform. It's not a subscription plus buy your movies sort of thing yeah. it's a it's a you get the subscription you get whatever is on mm-hmm. the platform that's why currently, currently. Netflix will do that's, next that's, year. that's 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 how they have maintained so far um mm-hmm. their their good um reputation as a streamer and and in the wake of stadia's uh uh, uh collapse and and subsequent announce uh, uh announcement that they're going to be refunding everybody their their subscription or not their subscriptions but their games and uh and stuff um <clears throat> which was a good move for google but in the wake of that um because you know google's uh, just hurting so much for that money exactly you know but yeah. it was a, it was a good move for them because then the, then the people in the future will be like oh i'm more willing to invest in this because i i probably am going to get my money back if it does fail you know, it's just a good business move on their on their part. Good for that scrappy little company, Google yeah. and Alphabet. So, but Google, Google fucked up. They lost Stadia, and in the wake of that, um, Netflix has announced that they are really, really gonna start pushing their uh, gaming side. If you, I don't know if you know this, but Netflix on phone has fucking games and has for some I time, and I only yeah. I only realized that like a, a few months ago. I heard about it. I haven't tried it. I don't have Netflix on my oh, phone. Oh, I never. I don't give a fuck. I don't care to take up space on my phone with an app like yeah. that. I don't. You. I don't watch Netflix on my phone anymore. Um. Uh. If 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 this if this was four or five years ago, I would be all over this shit. But yeah. Um. Uh, I don't give a fuck anymore. Um. I have all the other gaming systems, and that's may, that's way more fun. May I give you a small anecdote? Sure. Go ahead. So yes, I the, the, floor, was... the floor is clearly there. Please take it. Please take the floor. Pokemon, please. Pokemon, please. Uh, well, thank you. So yeah, like four or five years ago, about the same timeline you're you're saying. Um, I worked for Enterprise Rent a Car, and they issued me a company phone. So I had two iPhones in my office, and I asked them. I was like, "Hey, what is my data limitation?" Because this was back in the age of you know you only got like maybe two gigs a month for data because it was still kind of an emerging technology and emerging uh, thing. So they were like, "Oh, just you know use it for whatever you need, and we'll pay it." I was like, "Okay, okay, okay, yeah." Well, I was like, "Who? Netflix is coming out with some pretty cool shit." So I put Netflix on my company phone and streamed 
like seasons of television in my office because <laughs> we also didn't have Wi-Fi in my office yet. That was this was like pre-Wi-Fi. It was all hardline. So I streamed like seasons upon seasons of television in my office on my little work phone, you know, listening to my headphones while I was working. Turned out I did have a gig limit of two gigs. One month, I went over 30. My controller, gentleman named uh, Anthony, was, was not, not happy. happy with me. He <laughs> was not happy with me. He's like, Corey, what the fuck? Like, what have you been doing? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but I, I, I wouldn't you, visited branches. I'd use it as a GPS. Just said, you sh- that, that is a lame excuse. GPS GPS does not take that much. You should have just said porn. (laughs) I feel like that is probably the worst case answer. No, I feel I feel like if you had said that completely seriously, he would have thought you were kidding and just being serious and just trying like trying to be deadpan and then would have been like oh, all right whatever fuck it yeah no you need to join the workforce that doesn't fly very well uh, well people need to loosen up i 100 percent agree with you there so, <laughs> so what 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 do we what you know is there any other future stadia plans or is it just well google is, does... is google just gonna pull the plunger put it down the toilet and call it a day google is keeping the team around they're or keeping the the software and and stuff that they use oh, for it um and they're probably going to incorporate it into a different um platform later but they have not figured that out yet and so their plans are undetermined at this time um, to be determined yeah okay. but in the meantime there are other better platforms if you like streaming um I had a, uh, a program for a little while called Shadow, which is basically you get a remote gaming PC. Like there, there, there's a, a place, I believe it's in Australia, where they, they've, they're built, they've Dun-dun-dun. built a mega server of gaming PCs. And I, I uh, asked to be on, on the beta and they accepted like i just asked and they said yes it was not a like a ooh like sign up and hopefully you get it it's like i i i think they are not like suffering for testers but they would like more testers it's one of those things so they're just like cool they are yeah, like thanks they the oprah of video games you get a beta test and you get a beta test sure. everybody gets a beta test and basically they they just give you your own gaming pc that you access remotely and then you can go in you can it's uh you know boot camp you know the the software that that emulates uh windows if you're using uh mac oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what it is so this is basically a really high-tech version of boot camp gotcha and I used it for a while, and it was honestly quite like good. It ran really well when I had good internet, when I had consistent internet. <laughs> and that's the problem: is you need to have consistent good internet. Well, you're streaming from the you know a different fucking hemisphere. What do you think? Exactly. Um, and they weren't even technically doing it through Canada, but they were like, just say that you're doing it through this. They literally told me they're like, just say you're doing it through the states. <laughs> 
They're damn close enough. I mean, yeah, exactly. What, they they an hours drive, but it was it was hilarious. Well, no, and it was not even like Washington State wasn't even on the list. They were like, just do it for like Kansas or whatever state was <laughs> available. I was like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Grant, you know, they're over in, Can- in yeah. Australia. They're like, Grant, you know, this kid Graham from Kansas, man. He uh, he's sucking up a lot of gigs. Like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Yeah. He's watching so he much por- porn so on much our porn. <laughs> so much he's, porn. He's going on to this st- streamed service just to go on the internet. You, you need that uh, that refresh rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, and besides Shadow, um, you've got Game Pass. That's a pretty good service. I, I we've talked about this a little bit, but I think yeah, Game Xbox Pass is, is a pretty good. solid service. And um, I don't know if you've heard anything about um, the recent recent controversies. Uh, uh, Sony announced uh, just recently that in the last like four days of recording this, uh, so probably the last two weeks when it's delivered, uh, they've said that um, the majority of their revenue on PlayStation comes from Call of Duty games. And that's why they are not eager at all for Microsoft to acquire Activision because they think, you know, something's going to happen. And Microsoft is, and they they keep, and Sony keeps saying like, we're, we're afraid that they're going to put uh, Call of Duty on game pass. And that could ruin us because, you know, a, just a console and Game Pass, boom! You have you have Call of Duty, and most people just want Call of Duty, and like that's a that's a big thing that they're afraid of. And Microsoft has said, "Well, no, we can't do that." Activision Blizzard's contract and our contract stipulates that they can't, Call of Duty cannot go on Game Pass for like 15 years or something like some something ridiculous some ridiculous amount of time yeah it's like it's a long time in terms of the okay at least in terms of video game history it's a long time it's probably like seven years um so microsoft's like that's not an issue right now worry about other issues and then you got you guys can worry about that at a different time can you can we can you find other arguments for yeah. why we can't acquire um, Activision Blizzard, um, I don't think they should. Just because I don't want companies to continue becoming bigger and bigger, and 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 there being less Great monopolies. Companies. Yeah, monopolies. That's that. I that's just the simple reason I don't want Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard. Um, the second reason is that if they don't acquire Activision Blizzard, the strong likelihood is that they will crash and burn. If the controversies continue to um, swallow them, there it is. That was the reason I was waiting for. I was like, "You probably don't want Activision to get saved. They don't need." They yeah, don't I don't want them to get saved. I don't want them to fucking crash and burn. Um, You're just so, like, die, motherfucker, die. So those are the pretty, those are the good streaming services. Uh, PlayStation's is all right, um, but theirs is still pretty rough. Um, is that PlayStation Now or something? Yeah, I've heard some good things about. I think it's uh, GTX. Uh, hmm something that like the 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 producers of the gaming uh card uh uh uh, gaming chip for nvidia yeah nvidia that's it nvidia not gtx uh nvidia's uh platform i heard that's pretty good um but i i don't have any experience with it so i I think gtx is one of their cards i don't know graphics cards all that well but i'm pretty sure it is there is an nvidia gtx is like making model type thing so 
Uh, cool. So yeah, uh, I think I'll finish off video game talk with uh, one last little bit of news. Have you been following this Helen, uh, the Bayonetta three, and the uh, tale of Helena Taylor digging her own grave? I um I have. This has been uh, some interesting news to to uh, to follow. But yeah. why don't you give us the breakdown? Well, uh, <laughs> Helena Taylor, the voice of Bayonetta in the first and second game. A very popular Nintendo franchise featuring, like, a, basically a dominatrix third-person shooter game. Yeah. Fantastic, uh, 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 weird, off-the-rails, over-sexualized main character. The works. Very anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and the voice actress... Uh, for the for the uh, English versions, uh, since the first game in 2010, was announced that she wasn't coming back, and for this puzzled room, some people for a while. Yeah, and so about four weeks ago, four yeah three four weeks ago, she said she announced that you know the reason that she didn't do it was because they only offered her four thousand dollars to do the job and uh and people went what the fuck that's crazy and then and her wording was very crazy she did say uh uh very casually that it was four thousand dollars for two sessions so four thousand four thousand dollars across two sessions so eight thousand dollars but as it turned out um as it turned out later they they did offer her fifteen thousand dollars but uh Nintendo has been doing that. Many companies do this. They will offer or an underpayment to people that they are looking to get rid of. So they had an obligation to call her because Bayonetta three. It's her franchise. She was the the lead voice actress. They had they felt an obligation. She had a to, contract. Yeah, contract to to work with it, and so but they offered her a very minuscule amount of money, and so obviously she turned it down. And here's where the controversy has. Uh, happened is all of her lying about it and the fact that she asked the uh, game to be boycotted not because of payment discriminancy in the game industry because of payment discriminancy against her specifically she was only mad because it was about her she wasn't calling to action the fact that this is a wider spread thing she 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 had to make it completely about her and that's where people became angry because like she asked the game to be boycotted taking away the work of hundreds if not thousands of other workers who did who worked really hard on this game and she is one person who got treated poorly i'm sure that there are a few other people who got treated poorly it's the game industry but she was only asking for it to be boycotted because of her which is very selfish towards the hundreds if not thousands of other people who worked on the game yeah, definitely hundreds and possibly and definitely thousands of uh, people power. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the credits yeah. will include thousands people because hours. of the simply the yeah. amount of people that, that do all the even minuscule yeah, tasks. It's... So it's just... If it was a game where everybody had been abused, there were terrible things happening all around, I 
of course encourage a boycott of that you know if 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 uh, people were being forced to work overtime without being paid proper overtime if they were being yelled at if they were uh, crunch for, for no reason for, forced to crunch it, th- these are good reasons to you know what kind of game we call boycott it? what anthem a bethesda, a bethesda game a bethesda game and it's still or an e- for me, it's EA. I always think of EA games as being fucking crunch. It's in the game. Yeah, yeah. And then um, their games. It's in the crunch. So yeah, it's in the crunch. <laughs> That's um, so so true. So yeah, I just uh, it it bothers me uh, that she Rhymes did that, and it and to top it all off, like it it was just to add insult to injury. It turns out that Helena Taylor is a uh, follower of some terrible alt-right conservative, um, like, Proud Boys, uh, uh, anti-abortion, anti-LGBTQ communities, like, like just terrible shit, uh, Trump supporters, shit like that. So is she British, though? No, uh, yeah, she is. It was just, like, add insult to injury. (laughs) So this world's um, falling to hell in a handbasket. I swear to God, that's why I get drunk. God, yeah, exactly. Uh, and when I say Trump supporter, I meant like the the uh, uh, Boris Johnson, uh, the Britain equivalent. There you go. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, Trump. So, yeah, she. Yes, yeah, she is but... British. Um, well, but that's my rant about the gaming industry <laughs> for today. Grant gets his high-minded minutes in where he gets them in. So that was more like thirty, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty-nine. Yeah, go thirty. You're not wrong. It was well it... since you since you just you know already brought up the subject of people getting replaced. I'm gonna. How about a new story I was reading this week uh, of another actor who's getting replaced? This is in a uh, TV show. Do you hear the news? They're dropping Henry Cavill as Geralt in the Witcher series and bringing in Liam Hensworth. I did. And I have some opinions. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you but do. But I want to hear your thoughts first. Well, first of all, have you seen Black Adam? Uh, I have not yet. No, I've right. heard it's very basic. All right. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit later when we talk, jump into some DC news, but do you care about some minor spoilers? Uh, no, I've already been spoiled on the whole plot. Have you been spoiled about the, the post credit scene? Um, yes, but only as like a uh, like reference, but it wasn't like the full. Thing. I mean, it's pretty basic too. Um, Doesn't so spoilers? Show up. Yes, I was gonna give the countdown to spoilers, but you jumped the gun, so we're gonna just go into that. So, yes, Black Adam at the end of the movie is approached by Henry Cavill, back suited up in the Superman suit, saying that he and uh, you know, Black Adam have to have a conversation, and then you know, credits, uh, or more credits, I should say. So, this leads me to believe that he has been brought back into DC full swing, and the whole Witcher thing is him not able to commit to both roles. Like they're gonna, they're about to blast us. Over, you know, DC Warner Brothers is about to blast us all over our face, neck, and chest. With a whole slew of DC stuff, and we'll get into that again a little bit later. But I think we're once again it's going to be tied together with Henry at the the helm, and therefore he's not going to be able to make more Witcher at the pace that they want to be making Witcher. Yeah, which it seems like is getting longer and longer. 
Brewer Productions. They've only gotten through three seasons. Granted, it's only been like three years, but um, I, you know, I think they want to pick up the pace because, like, pace they're going at. Uh, the little girl Freya Allen, who plays Siri, is going to be like fucking older than Henry by the time they're done with the series. Yeah, and she's supposed right. to be a little girl throughout it. So I think they're going to try to quicken the pace, and it just can't work with Henry's uh, DC schedule as the Man of Steel. And so that's my thoughts. Is I think they they're like, well, you got to choose. Do you want to be Superman or do you want to be Geralt? And yeah, I think that honestly, they, I'm I'm surprised that, they want that he to chose constantly. They want to constantly shoot until they're done with like the next until like the rest of the series. Just Which keep shooting. As a side note, I'm I think that's where TV productions are going to have to go. Like. I don't think there's going to be any downtime now because they're getting to the point where it takes like two years to make these shows well, like Game yeah, of Thrones, House some, of the Dragon, and some, Rings of Power. I had some opinions. Um, I thought you wanted my thoughts first. Well, I, no, I just, the, uh, just on this specific thing, um, uh, like, it was like 2015 when, sh- when uh, I think it was Master of None probably was the first show that all of a sudden had like this two-year gap between seasons and people were like, what the fuck? Why are we going to get just, like, every every year? And then streaming services started to, like, have bigger gaps between shows. It wasn't consistent consistent anymore. It wasn't like, oh, this is exactly when it's going to hit every yeah, year. Yeah, it wasn't we'll, a, we'll a premiere you. in the fall and end of the spring. We'll it's... tell you when it's ready to come out. You yeah. don't expect it until it's there. And so um, I think that there was just a shift at a certain point where it's like you know what we it t- we've put more of a budget which means that we takes more time to do it well and make good stuff and tv has become a much bigger um and better medium than it was in the in the 70s and 80s you know when they oh, were for consistent sure. and just oh well we can churn this out but very quickly do you quickly. see the problem with this business scheme or business method do you see the problem with this yes of course i do Every there's there's always problems with every aspect of this. That means that that like audiences grow up and and lose their interest after the show is off the air for so long. House of the Dragon, Hot D is not going to be back until 2024. And yeah. that means I'm probably going to be graduated from college by the time that it's done. I'm going to have gone through several semesters of of of, of university, and I will uh, be done. I'll be probably working. Yeah, no. <laughs> by the time Hot D comes out, season yeah, I'll, two. I'll, I'll. And yes, we are calling it Hot D. I. Yes, we are calling it Hot D. Uh, Moving on. It's like Got, you know? It was Got, Game of Thrones. No, it was never Got. It was Got. I never Got Got. No, moving on. I refuse to acknowledge this. Hot D. (laughs) Me and my alcohol are going to move on. Because there's only one Hot hot D, D, and that's my porn name. Hey, Hot D. All right, so I'm just going to think you're referring to my porn name every time you say it. How's that sound? Oh, your porn name is Joe Noname. It's a uh, no name. It is, sir. <sighs> Don't reverse you did it. Backwards. I you know. reversed it. You fucked I... it up. But anyway, so I deserve that. Henry Cavill being replaced as Liam Hensworth, not being replaced as being replaced for the role of Geralt. I I don't mind the idea of replacing him. 
As though, but I'm going to be bummed because as we've established on the show, I like continuity. And so obviously season yes. four is going to be a total mind fuck and be really annoying because he was great as Geralt. Henry yeah. Peele, like, he was, he was perfect my, for that role. He was my favorite part of the show besides yeah, right? Yennefer. Yeah, well, we all love Yennefer. <sighs> yes. <sighs> yes. Uh, they cast well. They do. They do indeed. But like, I just think about Liam's work. His body of work and what I've seen, which, let's be honest, Hunger Games. And I just, I don't see Geralt in there. So I'm just curious to see, I, I'm curious to see what Netflix sees. But I love the post that I saw. That His was, character is super fucking aloof in yeah. Hunger Games. So maybe that'll work for it. Um, yeah. I don't know. He Yeah, I suppose there is that. He's good at the love triangle. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Uh, but usually there's a there's a second guy, not two girls. Maybe he's switching so, things up. Here's my theory. You want to know my theory? Mother, mother, may I? Mother, may I please? Porcupine, please. Porcupine, please. Uh, I need a blue Ferrero shaped candy. Um, <laughs> so here's my theory: is season three is going to get us like it's going to pick up a pace of the books and get us like halfway through the story of the books. Sure. And then they need to take some time to finish it out. And that's going to be season five. So what they're going to do is season four is going to be seasons of storms, which in the books is the last book that was published, but it's actually a prequel to the entire story. Yeah. So what if Liam is playing a young Geralt? Hmm. Hmm. No. You don't believe it? I I think that they're just going to continue. I think they're just going to do it normally. They're just going to bring what? him in and treat it like like it's a nothing perfect happened. yeah, nothing happened. Just, right, just right, deal right. with it. I don't think that they're going to do anything fancy with it. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. It's just a theory. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying like this is my theory and it's right. No, I'm just like, you know, it's because it, I have read all the books, and I remember yeah. Season of Storms being, in my opinion, like one of the better books because it was a straightforward Witcher story. Yeah. Versus the other books, the main books, Blood of Elves through all the other ones featuring Siri, are really fucking weird. Yes. They're not what you expect. No. But Season of Storms is exactly what you'd expect if you've played like a Witcher game. Mm-hmm. You like it's kind of in that same vein of. It's only Geralt, and he's going through a little solo adventure with mm-hmm. little like side characters that kind of come wrapping around. Like, it all works. It's all in a nice little self-contained story. So I was like, well, what if Liam is coming in to do that season while on the side they work on, like, season five? Or, you know, it could be maybe they're just working on, like, uh, working with Freya Allen on just, like, the series story because... In the book, she has her own little like arc without Geralt. Like he disappears. Are you saying for a long time. The, Are you saying maybe they're gonna do like a fake out, and so uh, so Liam Hemsworth is only gonna be playing Geralt for like a few seasons, playing a slightly there. But remember, there's only, like, like one a, season. There's only like a, a six year age difference between the two. Henry Cavill is thirty nine. Do you realize that, might... that Henry Cavill is thirty nine? He's older than that. He's like 40. No, right I just looked him up yesterday. He's 39. All right. Well, I'm sad now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to drink away my solace. I'm going to smoke away my fucking misery. 
God damn. That means I'm. That means he was my age when he played Superman. Yes. And if I look at yeah, I'm not even close to that physique. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe but they realized by the time they actually like make all the seasons that would then be in uh. They would, you know, they uh, by the time they get all the seasons they plan to do with this story, they would realize that Kavil would be too old? Question mark? So they're bringing in somebody younger? Kind of like, they realize it's going to be hard to make more Wolverine movies with Hugh Jackman, even though, you know, Deadpool 3, but that's more of a one-off funny thing. But you know what I'm saying? So maybe they're just bringing in somebody younger with a little more longevity. Hmm. I, I'm spitballing here. I'm not saying these Could are gospel. Be. I'm just coming up Could with be. drunk thoughts, you know. I, I like I the idea of doing a young Geralt story of, with Season of Storms, because like I said, that was my favorite of the books. And I'm like, ooh, it would be cool to see like young Geralt kicking some ass. And Liam, I think Liam could do that. And then, you know, they bring back Henry for the actual story. But You know, the thing is, I think we're, th- I think we're talking about the wrong subject here. <clears throat> I don't think we're, we, should, we're, we should be talking about what they're going to do with Liam, which I think is nothing. But I think we should ask ourselves why Henry Cavill is leaving. I do not think it is Superman. Because he has said many times that he has said on record, like a prepared statement. He's like, through rain or snow, I this is my dream job. I will always be at this job. I will take pay cuts. I will work through scheduling conflicts. I will do anything it takes to play this role. The only thing I, that would drive me away from this role is if I felt like I was doing a disservice to the character. And his announcement that he is leaving the show and passing the reins to Liam Hemsworth came just days after there was reports that the writers in the room of of The Witcher were mocking the source material and the video games based off of them. They had many of the writers had disdain for the source material and and said that they could do it better, much better. And you know. the thing is that's it's fucking arrogant and I and I think that's what drove Henry Cavill away is he I think that was the final like he already knew that he like the show was just not up to what it, the standard it could be and his standard and I think that hearing that news drove him over the edge and he was like you know what fuck it Liam do you want to take this cool I'm gonna announce it he's I'm you're, you're used to being second best here take yeah this exactly role. he was like I he's like I do not I'm not doing this anymore I'm not doing this anymore you know I hadn't heard that. But if, if there is any credence to that story of the writers mocking the the source material, Andre Sapkowski's, Sapkowski's material, that makes sense. Because honestly, as I've mentioned, the source material is vastly weird and just not what you would expect. Like, if you've played the Witcher games, like, it's, you know, they're not... a they're not a good representation of what the books are. Yeah. Now the the games obviously take place after the books and timeline wise, but like how the story plays out in the books is just totally circumvents or is just totally different than the games. I mean, we're talking chapters that follow minor characters that like you have no idea what their role is until very late in the chapter. Like, and then you see, Oh, like that was the purpose. It's, you know, or and like Siri goes off for like years on her own, and and, and 
you're like, what's this all building up towards? And yeah. It's just, and there's a huge war in the middle of the books for whatever reason. It's, and they've already started fucking with the source material. I mean, hell, the whole previous season that we just got where it's all in like Kaer Morin. Yeah. That, that's not in the books. That was totally fabricated for the sake of building. And I, you know, not, and now I appreciate they did this because they, they built the relationship between Geralt and Siri in that, that season. So I kind of dug it from that standpoint, but the, I was waiting for it. I was like, when are they going to catch up to the books? And nothing in the, nothing in that season is a part of the books. Yeah. Except for like what the army is doing, what the, um, Nilfgaard is doing. Mm-hmm. But even then at the end of the season, spoilers, five, four, three, two, one, you find out at the very end of the season that the King of Nilfgaard is Siri's father. And that doesn't happen into the books until literally the climax of the story yeah. at the of like the last book. It's like the last thing you learn. Yeah. And then like there's like two more chapters and then that's the end of the story. Yeah, Sapkowski is uh uh everything uh no no, sorry. He is patient as fuck. Um he can take his sweet sweet time and he knows how yeah. to do it. He probably takes after Tolkien. Yeah. Uh so he's willing to take as much time as, as it as it is to make that 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 final like reveal that much more satisfying i think the new master of that would probably be mike mignola from what i understand from everything my brother tells me about bprd and the and hellboy is that that universe <clears throat> is so goddamn intricate <laughs> Let's and there's so much going on there. We won't go down that rabbit hole, but like, there, it's well, my... it's cool when when these worlds become that fucking intricate. You know, me. it is. You know me. You know. But me. even Sepkowski, I don't think does it fantastically. Like he definitely takes his time, but I don't think the intricacies quite work from a literary standpoint. Fair. Also, um, could, that could also be uh, translations. It very well could be. Yeah. It very well could be the translation. So, and you know what? It's also could be my just personal tastes, yeah. which is you know, it's fair. that's a whole other thing too. But point being, so this whole last season was totally fabricated, which means you know if if Henry is very devout to the original source material, that means he probably wasn't super stoked about this last season. Yes, even though it did a great job building up the relationship between Geralt and Ciri, because in the books. We're talking that entire season would take place in one chapter. Yeah. Chapter one of book three, the uh, Blood of Elves, opens with her, them at Kaer Morhen, And, like, they basically just, like, we talk about some montage stuff. And then Triss shows up. And then Triss, Geralt, and uh, Ciri decide to leave Kaer Morhen, And that's, like, within a chapter or two. There's no big epic fight. There's no yeah. big craziness so like if he's already upset that they deviated from source material and then he hears that they're still talking about making it better and changing a bunch of shit from what the original books were all right i think maybe there's a leg to stand on here and henry's like you know what you guys do what you want to do i don't want any even part of it because this is not what i saw even if even if that's just a rumor oh, that's that been took a lot spread. out of me who that Ooh. was a great thought by the way um uh, but ugh. even even if it's just a rumor being spread I feel like he's been on the, like, edge for a while of wanting to leave. And then, just at this moment, all of this shit starts to happen. Superman starts to make a return. 
the writers are mocking the source material. Uh, he's unhappy. It's a perfect. It's a perfect storm for him to just be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm not doing this yeah. anymore. Yeah, it very well could have been. Uh, so that's that's my opinion on on Henry Cavill's exit. You know what? And that's uh, you know what you could be right. It just could have been the perfect storm of shitstorm for Henry Cavill, and he was just like, peace out, peace out, boys. Um, I personally, you know, it took me a long time. I think we've talked about it in the past. It took me a while to really appreciate Man of Steel. Because it was uh, not my favorite DC movie for a while. And it still is my favorite, but it definitely... I loved it, it in the beginning. The and then I saw... I loved Man of Steel when I, I first saw it. And then I it saw took... Batman v Superman and it ruined it for me. <laughs> we know. Uh, so I was pretty stoked to, you know, having grown to appreciate the, that movie and even the other ones, including Zack Snyder's cut. You know, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Just deal with it. I enjoyed Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. So I was excited to see Henry at the end of uh, Black Adam. I'm like, all right, you know, it seems like maybe they're trying to course correct. DC is trying to write that ship after the whole merger with Discovery and and they cut like a million and one shows and everything is starting to kind of go off. And uh, lo and behold, we get the best news of this past week. They have brought in their own Kevin Feige Woo. In, the, in the form of two gentlemen, James Gunn and Peter Safran. Or saffron. I don't know how to pronounce it. What's the matter? Well, that's a... That is a James Gunn reference. It's a a stretch, but it is. It's a stretch for sure, because it's it's just one of his movies. Everything I do is a stretch. James Gunn is taking over the DCU. How exciting is that? Honestly, that's pretty fucking exciting. Uh, One of my favorite movies of... Was it last year, like that his uh, the Suicide Squad came out? I always think it of. Was... I just have to think of it as the yeah. good one, the Suicide Squad, the good one, the good one. Yeah, Su- the Suicide Squad, the one that James Gunn directed, came out in two thousand twenty one. So yeah, that was honestly what uh, uh, way better than any other superhero movie that came out in that year. Um, I loved it. It was fantastic. He has such a unique perspective it is he has that tarantino kind of like blood and gore mentality but he has the heart to back it up you know and he doesn't have the foot fetish yeah but the the (laughs) thing about the well the thing that bothers me about tarantino is that there's no heart there's no heart to to the stories whereas James Gunn can put some really fucked up shit in there, but there's some big old heart in there. Like, like look at look at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It, for being uh, uh, just a, a normal guardian, uh, like a, a Marvel movie, comic book movie, co- comic book movie, Marvel movie, it's pretty violent actually. If you if you look at it, and but at the heart of it, there's the you know, great father son dynamics between I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, and, and it actually makes you tear up when 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 Yondu passes, and there's that. You can see it, you know, breaks apart uh, 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 Chris Pratt's character, uh, Star Lord, and so like he's really good at doing stuff like that. And even in, uh, uh, oh my god, how did he do this in one line? In in the Suicide Squad, he did this amazing thing where in one single line he humanized uh, the uh, uh, the villain. 
the final villain of the story. Which one, Waller? The no, the the big starfish. When the starfish has been stabbed and it's and it's falling and it's dying and it collapsing to the ground, it says a sweet line. It says, "Oh, all I wanted to do was to swim among the swim and see the stars." I don't remember that line. It was it, it's it's it screaming and it and it translate what it's being said onto the screen, but all of a sudden it's weirdly beautiful. They. It's, I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that at all. <laughs> it was so. No. Oh my god! It it it, it like it, it totally it changed. Broke you? It. Yeah, it broke me because you. T- it takes the scene from just being it's like, oh, uh, some crazy like monster that that is taking over. It was a monster that was being held in captivity, and it started killing its uh, captors. And then when they, and then when it was finally killed by the Suicide Squad, it's like, oh. I just wanted to live. <laughs> it's just like, I just wanted to see the beautiful star. Pretty sure that was like 90% of the cast in that movie that died. They were like, I just want oh, to live. And James Gunn was like, no, this is Game of Thrones. No one is safe. Oh my God. That first scene though. like That beach scene is that, amazing. That first scene made me question uh, whether or not there could be heart in that movie. But there was a lot of... No, and that's the best part. The, is it like, so you don't heart. know. You don't know where he's going with anything. Um, so I and, definitely, uh, I'm on board, baby. Give me more James Gunn. And who's this other guy? Uh, I, I'm not Peter Safran is his, uh, he's, I looked up his IMDb. He is uh, the producer of a lot of DC movies. He's uh, looks like he's been the producer for a lot of things, uh, including, including the Suicide Squad. Cool. Uh uh, DC movies such as Aquaman, Shazam. Uh, so I liked both of those. Peacemaker. He was an executive producer on that. I heard the that next was Shazam. Great. He's a producer. Which what, what, sorry, what uh, was that? The next Shazam: Fury of the Gods, Blue Beetle, Aquaman Two. So he's 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 been working on the good ones. It seems. Yeah, I liked Aquaman. he's been. I liked Shazam. So it looks like yeah, he's been the producer for a lot of. Uh, so it looks a like a lot of chose, DC films for a while. They chose two people specifically. They chose the specific ones. They're like, "You're the producer with the best track record, and you're the filmmaker with the craziest uh, uh, and most uh, uh, yeah. unique and uh, uh, like consistent." It's like you have the vision and you have the ability. He has a consistently popular vision for how weird it is. That's what's. I great. mean, that's what I think. The that's, movies. That's why Taika Waititi is is so popular right now is because. He's weird and out there, but in a like a, a an easy to digest way, and that's kind of what James Gunn is as well. It's like he has this weird uh, uh, David Lynchian kind of worldview, but it, in, in a digestible way. Fair enough. I don't know. I'm just looking at this, and all I see is like, all right, he has produced the DC movies that have gotten, in my opinion, that are like the better ones. Like I I enjoyed the hell out of Aquaman. Shazam was fun it was probably the most marvel dc movie that they've done pun not intended yeah um because you know captain marvel uh and and the suicide squad as we've been you know blowing for the last couple of minutes so i i think yeah i think we've got two very strong-minded strong ability gentlemen at the helm now to correct the ship of getting us getting us some quality content from Warner Brothers discovery for these characters, the giving them the, the just desserts or not the just the, 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 the screen attention they deserve. 
and the acclaim, you know, that Marvel has gotten. Yeah. I I agree wholeheartedly. I think that Holy shit, we're on the same page, folks. Look at that. I, ah! I think that God bless alcohol. With James Gunn and Peter Saffron, is that it? Safran, Safran, S F S A F R A N. Safran. Peter Safran, uh, I think with those Sam two Fran. at the helm, we I we can expect to start seeing much better things um, than we've been seeing. Much more consistent products. Yeah, um, consistent. That's a good word for it, I, I think. I dare say maybe better than Marvel because I like James Gunn more than I like Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is good. He's good at keeping things like tied together, but I don't think he's like really good at mm. at letting. Mm. I don't think he's really good at letting the shows be individualistic, and I think James Gunn it would be very good at letting things be individualistic. See, I I'm not sure how I feel about that. First of all, I think Marvel is about to start circling the drain hard because they've gotten too big for their britches. So it's really hard to say where they're going or, you know, you can't really compare them now because it feels like it feels like DC is turning a corner and it'd be it'd be unfair to compare them side by side with the current track records. Fair. Because Marvel, I think, is, you know, Marvel's about to wrap up their phase four and then we have phase five and six that they've planned out. And like, it just feels like something that's getting out of their control. And that's why it has to feel the same is because it's just so big and bombastic. They have to have the consistent through line. And that's, you know, so I think Feige is struggling to contain all that. So we'll see. I, I think, I think DC is going to do better just, but I also think it's only, you know, part of it's going to be because Marvel is just going to be doing worse. Um, yeah. That said, like, I'm curious to see how strong slash deft of a hand gun will have. Because, like, Feige, Feige for a while was pretty good about, like, you do, you know, going to the directors and writers and saying, like, you guys do you. But you got to throw in these little, like, you do what you want, but throw in these Easter eggs and throw in these little plot points because they're going to become important later. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm curious to see, like, I, and I don't even think that can, like, the, the fact that, like, almost every thing felt the same there for a while and marvel is feige so much as disney but i'm curious to see what gun does because obviously with gun at the helm he's not directing as much as more just influencing and overseeing he's the mastermind so like it's i wonder how it's gonna play out i wonder how he's gonna you know does he have a strong hand because he had you know because he you know he's proven to make great content when he's involved but how involved is he gonna be is he gonna be a little more do what you want and then here's your roadmap or no let's do it this way because this is what i've done in the past and i've proven it to work yeah you know i think the former i think he's going to be a little loud, a little uh, more casual about things because he is more of the independent filmmaker and just kind of like going with the flow which is what nice you know he he, he understands indie filmmaking and letting people do what they want to do and Giving giving them the uh, the power to get creative. Yeah, absolutely. So, I but but we'll see what Warner Brothers does because as we've seen in the past, Warner Brothers is kind of well. I think that right they the studio involvement. I think that they chose him 
because they want somebody who will be uh, uh, who will defy them, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how how Gunn decides to to treat now what they're calling just the DC universe. To, you know, uh, uh, they've rebranded from the DCEU. It's now just the DCU, which. As long as as long as they still consider Wonder Woman as part of the series, or as part of the canon with Gal Gadot, because that means I'm still technically canon in my ultimate role as the security guard number four in the Smithsonian. Did, did you did you see yourself in the movie? Or I think so. The Boca. The, I'm out of focus so much that I can't quite tell if it's me or the other guy. Yeah, but I'm like. 65% sure it's me because I can kind of recognize my pose. Great. But I have no idea what the other dude was doing, so he might have had the same pose. But yeah, in the in the very early parts of the movie, there's a scene with Kristen Wiig walking into her work at the Smithsonian, and she trips on her heel. And there's a low shot of her feet. It's a low tracking shot. Oh, Dolly did Tarantino right. direct it? Yeah, right? No kidding. Uh, it's a low dolly right shot on her feet, tracking with her feet. And in the background of that shot, you can see a Smithsonian security guard standing there. And that is moi. That is me standing there watching Kristen Wiig trip on her heels over and over and over and over and over for 12 hours a day. The very famous Corey Rokes. Don't everybody trip, uh, trip over him at once. I am a part of the DC universe. James Gunn and I are like brothers now, right? Is that how it works? Uh, no. But you can tell yourself that. Well, fuck you. I am going to tell myself that. Thank you very much. So. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what Gunn does. Me too. I'm not excited to see what Liam Hensworth does. I don't care about what Bayonetta does. What did we talk about before that? Uh, streaming know. video games. I feel like there was something else in there. There's many things. We always jump from... I jump from subject to subject. I'm a fucking yeah. insane man. You're just like, I'm Graham and I do high... Ooh, squirrel. Look at that ass. Probably the most action you've gotten all week. All month. All year. I, I've gotten some action this year. Excuse, uh, if, if you'll excuse me. Please don't tell me your left hand is called action. I do not consider my left hand action. No, my right hand. Oh, good. It's the right. Okay. Is it action and consequence? Is that the, the name of your fists? Yes. Yes. All right. Fair enough. It's called double fisting. Oh. Holy shit on that note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to wrap this up. I have a final no. personal story. I have a final personal story to wrap up tonight. Christ, last, do not do that last to our night listeners. was our was our Halloween party, and uh, our good listeners know Reed. Reed. Uh, 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 What's his last name? <laughs> Robertson. Oh, that took you so long. <laughs> I'm so high. Uh, uh, Reed was uh, was hosting the party, and we finally got our pizza, and <sighs> we were a little baked, we were a little. 
a uh, little. Yeah, we're all hanging out. We're uh, we have our pizzas. And, we're probably more baked in that goddamn pizza. And we, but we we had had our pizza and we'd eaten like an entire one of the pizzas already, and he hadn't had any yet. And so uh, Megan was like, "Go get some pizza, goddamn it!" And so he went over Sounds and like Megan. and she and he and she started doing like a video of the of the group, like, "Hey, look at everybody!" And she just happened to pass <clears throat> over him. Excuse me. As he was two double fisting pizzas, <laughs> <laughs> and we looked back at the video, and I, I, oh, I laughed so much last night. I laughed so fucking hard. Uh, Mario Kart was crazy. Have you ever played the game Red Flags? No. It's basically I try to avoid red flags in my it's life. Ba- it's basically Cards Against Humanity, but it's uh, uh, you're setting up a uh, a friend so you go in a circle and like one person is the single uh person in the group and you have to pitch them a significant other and you get two cards and you're like okay so this person is like uh a chemist with a great body and then another person pitches to a person two great things and then you go around in a circle and each person is like oh but their person has uh, this this person is a, a vampire and not the sexy kind. Oh, they're so they give you two two good things and then there's a but. But there's a and then there's but. A but, but but it's but it's played by another player, and I fucking I played so well yesterday. <laughs> I was killing it. I, I I if I do say so myself, I felt so good because <laughs> because like they were they kept doing this like oh well. <sighs> If this person doesn't like, uh, 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 or if this person is really good at this, then I guess they'll be pretty, you won't like the fact that they do this, and it would be super, like, not at all related. (laughs) And then I always was able to tie it in super fucking well, and I was very proud of that. I was very proud of being able to tie it in perfectly as to why, why their good things were actually bad. And then I fucked with them all by by whenever they would give two good traits, I would turn them around and act as if they were bad traits. And if they gave me the red flags, I would actually like I, I actually like that red flag. <laughs> Christ, we need to get you laid. <laughs> uh. oh, fun times, fun times. Yeah, that's. It's one way to describe it, I guess. <laughs> so happy I have alcohol. And I'm so happy. I'm going to do another shameless plug. This is an amazing beer that I'm drinking. I'm going to finish out the night on. It is a Around the Bend Vixen. Around the Bend Beer Company. The brew is called Vixen. It is a pistachio cream ale. Mm. It is super fucking tasty, and I'm going to give a big old shout-out to my girlfriend, Hannah, for uh, picking this up for me when I was in Chicago, because it's fucking amazing. If you're in the Chicago area and listening to this, first of all, how? But second of all, go grab a Vixen. You won't be disappointed. It's a very good beer. I will check it out. Vixen. Mm. <sighs> so good. So, well, All right, let's call it a night. Um, Graham's going to smoke a bowl, so I'm going to... Tell everybody, thanks for listening in this week on Drunk Thoughts, High Opinions, and whatever cocaine comments, mushroom musings, and other bullshit that we discussed here on this show. Thanks for tuning in. 
I've been Corey Rokes. You can find me on all these social medias at Roxyboy, R-O-K-E-S-Y-B-O-Y, along with my website with that URL that's too fucking long to list. Graham, tell the kids where they can find you. Oh, man. Uh, well, you can find me at Outrageous Creation on Instagram. Isn't there I, a um, underscore under there? There is an underscore, but, I mean, Outrageous Creation, the underscore... And, uh, oh man, my website uh, was supposed to go up, but I have been absolutely swamped with midterms. So, uh, that will be going uh-huh. up, uh, that will be going up in the next few days. Uh, so uh, maybe by the time it's, this is up, hopefully it will be, uh, but we'll see. You keep saying that. And all I see in my head is the old SpongeBob, you know, 20 hours later, 40 days later. Yeah, no, Like I we know. just need like a time card. That's like 20 years I, I like, would by the time you get this website live, the World Wide Web will be dead. I would do it this weekend, but I'm going down to visit my folks to because I don't have time uh, for the rest of the semester to go down and visit them for like Thanksgiving and, and my birthday and stuff. So I'm just like, let's do my Thanksgiving and my birthday this weekend, and then I, you won't see me until Christmas. <laughs> excuses, excuses, so, my friend. Uh, yeah. So, but my 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 website still in development. Uh, Mad-musings.com. You can find my short stories, my shorter stories, uh, my musings, my thoughts, uh, uh, journal entries on on writing process and all that, and uh, some photographs as well that go along with my shorter stories. And, uh, Oof. Yeah. Are they NSFW? Do you know what that means? Not safe for work. Yes, I'm. I'm just depends I'm on what your work is. Thinking carefully how to answer this question. <laughs> if, you, if you have to think about it, the answer is no. If if you have to consider it, chances are the answer is a niet. So, check out Graham's website, mad-musings.com. Just don't do it from your work computer. Well, like no, I am. but you you the thing was I didn't know how to answer your question because you asked it in a weird way. You said. Is it not? Is it NSFW? Uh, is it not safe for work? And so what? So then you then, 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 then you said uh, if 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 you have to think about it, it's no. Then that would mean then that would have been the correct the correct answer of like uh, they are fine. They don't have safe for work. But if it is if if the photos are not safe for work, then the answer would have been yes. I hate sure you. You're right. Uh, Boom! Lawyered! Alright, we're ending the show before Graham starts pulling out more logic or other things. So, thanks so much, everybody, for joining us this week. We'll catch you next week when we eventually get to John Wick. I don't know. Or some other We'll topic eventually that... talk about it. Maybe that'll be our Christmas special. The Christmas special. Let's talk about John Wick beating the shit out of fucking people. <laughs> La 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 la. la. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone.